if I had gotten a million, say in 2020, right, it would have been crazy. But I also, and this is no knock to any VC, because I think for a lot of our community, it's the first time that they're writing million dollar checks potentially, right? Yeah. But there was not an understanding of what scaling an e-commerce business would look like. So there were points where they were like, oh, we don't know if you need more cash right now because why are you running out? Whereas later stage uh, VCs that I talked to later, they're like, why didn't they give you another million dollars? Oh my God, look at your, yeah. so you know what I mean? But we didn't understand that. And if you haven't been, if you don't have investors, which is important, I think to have investors that have a background in the type of business that you want to scale so that they could tell you like, hey, you may think you're failing, but actually you're, you got metrics better than some of these top other e-commerce businesses. Exactly. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the More Rounds Podcast. I'm Kim Lewis, CEO and co-founder of Chromix. And today, you guys, we have one of my faves here, Tracy Pickett from Herbrella, and also my girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got no prop drinks today. Okay, we drink it, drink it. Um, so this, this, <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Black Girl Magic, but we are drinking it, though. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right. So, Tracy, tell me about Tracy. Tell me about Herbrella. Tell me about all the things. Well, my name is Tracy Pickett. I am the founder of Hairbrella, the rain hat reinvented. I basically invented a rain hat that solves the problem of women running around with bags on their heads. Um, native of Atlanta, lawyer by trade, super passionate about entrepreneurship. Um, and Hairbrella, we've been uh, going since 2016 um, and expanded from the rain hat to providing what I feel are the most innovative and elevated hair coverings for any situation from day to night. Wonderful. Okay, so this podcast is about funding, Tracy. Okay. Um, how did you, well, one, okay, Tracy didn't mention this, but Tracy has several patents, and she wrote them on herself. Like, <laughs> first of all, I don't know the first thing about doing patents. I could barely do a trademark. So if you can't do a trademark, you should not be trying to write no patent. Okay, hire yeah. a lawyer, right? <laughs> yeah. But Tracy has several pa uh, patents for Herbrella, and you bootstrapped Herbrella for a little while, yeah. right? How yeah. did you get that first money? So, like, I know you had, like, the Eureka idea yep. when you were working as an attorney, but then, like, but then what? Yeah, so I actually saved about 75K from bonuses from work. Um, I actually kept a roommate most of the time that I was, in, uh, you know, working in corporate because I knew that I wanted to leave on my fifth anniversary. I'm like, I'm not going to practice for more than five years. So I just saved over time and kept my expenses really low. Like, I didn't take a lot of trips. You know, I didn't have the bags like most of my lawyer friends had. But I, I knew that I, mean, I you didn't. had the bags. You know, you had 75 <laughs> bags. Right. You had the bags. Okay. I just didn't spend them on the bags. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, that's what I did. I saved that over the course. It took about two and a half years to develop, invest in the patent, to do all the prototyping, um, and then finally launching the month before I, you know, left my job. I said, well, you know, here's the countdown. I got to go live in November, and I did that in 2016. Okay, so when did you start working in law? What year? Uh, 2011. 2011. You do it for five years. Yep. You start saving the last two of the five. Yeah, I was saving the last two of the five to invest in the patent. It was, I didn't know how much. What were you making? 
Like yeah, we were. I was making one thirty eight. I think. Okay. Oh, but you saved a lot though. To yeah. Save 75. Well, the bonuses helped. So, oh, the okay. was doing very well back then. But yeah. So, you yeah. made 138 on top, and then the bonus. Like a 30K bonus. Oh, because you was around like 170. Yeah. Right, so you want a mini pension. Like, you acting like you was out here yeah, sleeping in the uh, airports and stuff. Nah, you was like, no, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool though. Just 75. Pretty conservative, yeah. So, how much did the first patent cost? Um, All in, it costs about eight thousand dollars after all of the office actions getting all the drawings even having to revise it after we changed the product itself like we took customer feedback and it kind of evolved so then we needed to kind of do other versions of the patent to make sure that we protected each component so about 8k all in and 8k and that's because you wrote it right well i had help so i wrote the initial like provisional patent i got the drawings done on my own i kind of told them how i wanted my claims to go they looked at what was on the market already what was already patented and helped me kind of craft around that so the final product of course came from the engineers but i did that initial work to be able to get it in there so interesting so did you ever consider just licensing the patent i did um in fact i even <laughs> contacted like totes and some of the other manufacturers they didn't I, I got the feeling they didn't think hair protection was a big deal in fact some mm. of the most popular ponchos that you see on the market now aren't even waterproof let alone kind of protecting from humidity so i realized in the in the headwear market in general no one who actually used the products was making them right okay. they were they were afterthoughts and they were made in the most cheap version possible. If you think about your shower cap, your typical shower cap, your typical bonnet, your typical even rain hat with the plastic that you tie under your, your head, uh, under your chin, that was all like the innovation that went into that for years. So nobody was thinking about it and they didn't care. And mm. so, you know, one thing you think about is like, well, if it hasn't been done, maybe there isn't a market for it. But I did have a conviction. I'm like, well, we're the first generation that could have made something for our hair or we could have mm. made something that protected our hair. So perhaps this just is one solution that hasn't come to market because we didn't have the access to do it ourselves and our counterparts weren't thinking about it so gotcha okay so yeah. you save the 75k for mm -hmm. the for the pat for the business yep some of it go 8k goes toward the patent and then you launch november 20th on my birthday night i mean 2016 was when we launched oh wow okay yeah. wonderful okay did you was this money spent by the time you launched oh, or yes. oh it was gone oh it was gone it, were you In still fact, working I know you left. I left October 28th, so a month before leading up to the launch. Uh, I had spent pretty much all of it <laughs> for the patent and all the production. I spent the last like 12K on actually getting the first at 250 units to sell. So that was like, I need to sell through these. And I was going to get feedback on those. So I did a Kickstarter campaign. I think the total was like 16K that we raise okay. but at that point i was spending almost 30 dollars per unit so i actually was not making any money off of that so mm. <laughs> i immediately went into consulting like i was doing people's trademarks um my former boss she was like hey how's it going i was like good but like i don't have a lot of money she's like well come you can work on your own schedule if you want to just help us finish a project that you were working on when you left so i had to supplement my income for a good two years before i was able to replace it so your income went from what 170 to like to like four thousand a month. So you went from piecing wow. it together, one hundred seventy thousand yeah. a year to about forty eight thousand a year in mm -hmm. in Initially, annual yep. salary. Yep. yep, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. It, but you still here? <laughs> you lose your it. house? So you good? Yeah, my credit's still all right. You know, no, you got no good credit. <laughs> now that's rare. That's no, rare. it went down. Oh, okay, okay. But we recovered. Talk but about yeah, it. Meaning, though, I was able to like, and this is what I was talking about with the roommates. Like, 
I kept a roommate for a while. My, my sister lived with me. She helped me out. So I was really living conservatively. Now, well, like I had a house that I bought. Thankfully, I was able to leverage that house. So that was another piece of the, the being able to you know, have some income or some savings to the side that I could pull on in a HELOC that I got. Yeah. So that was that was What's helpful. a HELOC? Home equity line of credit. So basically borrowing on the equity from your home. Okay. So that in, in, in a line of credit kind of format where you can pull on it as you need it. So if my contract stuff didn't work for the month and I needed an extra 2K, I had that line of credit that I could pull on. Okay. So can anybody just get a HELOC? Like what is? You've got to have a home that you got where you have some equity available. So I, my home was a miracle. I, I walked in with 100K in equity. That, that oh, okay. I believe I was just like God saying, "You gonna need this. You don't know it yet." But <laughs> so, what if you? Okay, so but say for example, yeah. I just bought a house. It's two hundred thousand. Yeah. Basically, you're saying if I've lived in it for maybe five years, it probably has some equity on it. Maybe it grew twenty five k or fifty k. Yeah. And you're saying I can borrow the on equity that. on that. Gotcha. Yep. Do you have like a high interest on that, or no? It's the same interest rate as your house. It's usually around the same uh, as your house, depending on just all the credit factors. But yeah, so it's like a second mortgage on your home, you have a term to pay it off. And then the, the premise is you might sell your house before that's even done. So you kind of get the equity early as if you had sold it. So you kind of get access to that, that ah, liquidity. This is so interesting. Yeah. I love this. This is like, <laughs> I just didn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. So yeah, and if you're going to buy a house, I would say buy a house before you quit your job for anyone out there thinking about it. Like, Doing that after the fact would have been very difficult. I, I wouldn't have had access like that. Look, I, do you know, I was trying to buy something and they was like, oh, well, you own the business. We need to see that, 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 that. I was like, wait a minute. But I was just a W-2 employee. I'm a W-2 at the company. Just look at my W-2. But you oh, know what no, it was? It's I so different. And I shouldn't have said that I was uh, self-employed. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the kicker. If they ask you, just no, baby, I'm W-2. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because they, they discriminate on a whole nother level. You can make all kinds of money, but they're like, oh, but your business, what was the profit? What They look into all that. They judge that before they even judge what you make consistently over the course of however many years. So okay. it's much tougher. So we got the 75K. We yeah. launched. We got the HELOC. How much did you get out of that? 125. Oh, you got a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's real good. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I have a choice. Like, I'm I feel like, like I was set up like I, I needed all of those things because honestly, without them, I don't know. In those early stages, the, you think the business is going to pay you. Even if it's picking up in sales, you have to reinvest in the inventory. You've got to reinvest in getting people to do some of the things to take things off your plate. So it takes a while to replace your own income, for sure. You know, I'm talking to all these like black founders, and most of us are such hustlers mm-hmm. that like we just didn't get somebody writing us a check off of like a napkin idea. Like yeah. we had to save, crowdfund, do all the things to come across a hundred thousand yep. dollars or fifty thousand dollars, whatever. So by the time, so basically, around launch, you had about two hundred thousand in capital. Well, I had access to the one twenty five. I had spent the. 75. I mean, you know, it <laughs> yes. it'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we, at what point did you realize, mm, I need to raise some money? Yeah. So after we did the Kickstarter, got folks using it, they gave us all these notes back, which was great. I need to go back in product development. And then I found out that what we were using in the fabric was actually from a jobber. So that means like it's a fabric store or a upholstery store that has fabric from somewhere in the, in the world, but they don't know where it came from and they ran out. And yep. I was like, so can you tell me what kind that is so I can go get some more? They were like, we don't know. It just is excess. We but don't it was know. A very, it was <laughs> a very unique fabric that actually, like, made it possible for us to have, like, something that drapes and is waterproof, which is very rare. And actually, I can't even say where it comes from. But if we were, I was glad to find it. We didn't have any more. Now I needed to reverse engineer the fabric. And I found out I need to go to China to do that. And that was going to cost. 25k to to get that done and then to get my initial production run because mind you 
with the Kickstarter campaign, I was paying almost $30 per unit. So now I needed to find a manufacturer could do it at cost so people can pay the cost that, you know, they were willing to pay. And so, yeah, that's when I said I got to get angels. And that's how that, that journey started. What month started. was that? What month was this? We got, I need to fundraise. Uh, that was like August. So we launched in November. We needed to, we did the Kickstarter. Uh, March, I think it ended. We spent the summer refining it. And then by August, I was like, well, we fixed it, but I don't even know how to make this fabric. I don't know how I'm going to get my first production run. I got to get angels at this point. To and this help. is August 2017. 20... 2017. Okay. When did you actually get your first check from investors or angels? Yeah. It's like, uh, November of 2017. Oh, so you got it within like three to four months. Yeah. Ooh, how'd you do that? So, uh, (laughs) I, I kind of looked around my immediate network. Um, my parents, uh, knew Nathaniel Bronner of the Bronner brothers. Okay. And I'm like, okay, somebody who's ready to like, he, he cares about legacy. Maybe he'll take a chance on me. It's kind of in here, but not competitive. Let me go to him. He was like, no, I don't do, you know, angel investments. I've been burned too many times. Mm. You know, he's like 90 something percent of companies fail. And here's how you, and I was like, I, I had to, lying, he wasn't know? at all. And I was like, I said, I think you're supposed to take a bet on me. And we went into, <laughs> we went into this email exchange. I mean, I, I could write a book off of our email exchanges. They were great. Um, but he was like, you know, and he always goes off the wisdom. Like he'll, if he feels something, he's like, I'm supposed to take a chance on you. So he did 10 K, but 10%. Huge. Like, I look back on that, and I'm like, oh, he came out very, very well. 10% equity? Yeah. 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 That's, that's how it is. But here's the thing. It was worth it, one, because he had the experience. He also promised some other things that were, like, in a side letter that he would be able to do as an investor. Okay. And he was my uh, anchor. I was mm. able to go to others and, like, well, the Bronner brothers are it's invested. True. Right? This so now true. that allowed me to have other conversations where people were like, okay. He was kind of like that lead so to speak, that allowed me to have it. It wasn't about the money. It was about the connection and the Absolutely. network. Yeah. That's true. And he could continue to fund if he saw traction. So that's, ne- that's another thing I wanted somebody that could go back to and be like, all right, here's what we need, which I did um, when we launched our first marketing campaign, which was almost two years later. So, th- so that process of getting the angels, getting the reverse engineering, the fabric, getting our first production run took like over a year and a half to, to get done. Um. And then I went back to him and he was like, okay, you're ready. So I'm going to give you another... 25k I think it was to launch our first marketing campaign where we really start to see like oh, real awesome. traction did, and did he um require more equity at that point or no no he actually oh, did wonderful. that one as a loan huh. wonderful so, which is great yeah wonderful wonderful yeah. wonderful okay so now you're so what year is this you're ready to actually like launch and sell 2019 Ooh, so you three years you yeah the first it. those two years before again I wasn't making enough off of each sale so I couldn't even push the sales it was like well if people make yeah you know, if people get it great but I'm not really able to buy this kind of inventory, this cost, I've got to get the situation overseas taken care of so that we can actually produce a skill. Tracy, this is why I love you so much because you retain a significant portion of equity in your company, but it's because you people don't see that three years where you were like, I was figuring it out yeah. and going to great lengths, like going to China and yeah. you know giving up 10% for 10K, but it turned into 35K and mm-hmm. all these other things. And I'm like, most people don't, have that level of conviction or commitment to anything. Oh, yeah. When I look back on it, I'm like, who? that must have been some other power that would say, girl, you're supposed <laughs> to stick with this because, <laughs> I, I mean, I even think about how I could have just gone back to work. But, yeah, and I actually picked up a couple of other angels at the same time. So, like, after Bronner, then came Jewel. And mm. I didn't even ask her, but I, she could tell. She was like, you're sh- you, you need 
more money, don't you? I'm like, yes. Lady <laughs> like Jewel. <laughs> right, Jewel. Right. Uh, Ryan Love. Cheers to Jewel. Yeah, Big there time, we go. Yeah. She, uh, she bailed me out. And um, so, yeah, that, that I picked up four other angels. One was like a co-worker from my former job. Um, all in, if you look at all the angels, that was about 72K over the course of those two years. Okay. Um, they just kind of kept me going and it wasn't any excess it was like all right now we got to buy this fabric now we gotta i gotta actually you know change the pattern and get somebody to make these tech packs so it was all of that piecemeal across those two years and then we finally arrived in 2019 where it's like oh all right let's do a marketing campaign and see if this thing can really fly but wow. everybody took a chance when i was doing what twenty thousand a year twenty two thousand the next year it's like i call it the cricket era when you heard all the crickets <laughs> In your, in your Shopify account. When, <laughs> or, or, or when you left the money thing to ching on right. because you were so excited to hear it sell. That's when to you, this day, I haven't even turned it off because I'm like, I just need to just be thankful that ah, I hear this thing every few cut that thing off right. in your meetings. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I look back and I be like, there's some stuff that Kim 1.0 would do that Kim 3.0 ain't never doing. Listen. Taking my baby to work with me every day at two months old? Yeah. It was, we did all the things. I mean, and we, I was packing out of my garage. Like, I remember the first time we actually left my garage, uh, the HOA was, like, calling me, like, um, you cannot back up trucks to your garage, girl. Like, <laughs> you need to. <laughs> you know, the you LTL need to, need to drop out right here, right, okay? Yeah, they had, like, boxes stacked up. I'm sure they thought I was moving weight or something. They were like, what in the world is going Excuse on me, this girl? <laughs> where, where is your pallet jack? Right. Your motorized, you know, uh, don't worry about that. I got yeah. muscles. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was. Quite a time for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so we're all in. So, how much did you get from those angels? That was the 72K. 72K. Okay. Yeah. So, we, we got the one, we got the one something from the house. We got the 75 that we saved. We got 10 from Bronner. Then we got another like 60, 70 or so. Mm -hmm. And so now we're like, it took us about to fund a patented product, a new invention. You yep. know what I mean? Something yep. that does not exist yep. in the world, which mm -hmm. is pretty incredible. Most people are throwing up e-commerce sites, reselling things that they just bought in China. They have no original innovation behind. You yeah, know what I mean? So, I picked the heart a long way. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so what, what people are doing today, people are raising a million dollars on this idea and yeah. then they want to build it. You know? Yeah. But I think it makes you scrappy. I actually appreciate I can say this now, but like if I had been given a ton of money in the beginning, I am sh pretty sure I would have squandered it. Mm. Um, and I think what you have in the beginning is like get it off the ground money. Then you get your learning money and then you have to turn it into leverage money. But if you don't really learn like you need well, to say learn, it again, say it again. You, you get your get it off the ground money. And then you get your learning money. This mm -hmm. is the money it takes for you to figure out how your business is going to work and how all the pieces are going to fit together. But then you have to have leverage money, meaning mm. you know how to flip that cash and if you don't have, if you don't master those first two phases, like the the solid product, product market fit, learning how the metrics work, what's what's going to be your CAC, what are those things that you're going to have to kind of put in to make sure that this is viable at scale, then the leverage money. Because if you mess up before that, nobody's going to trust you with the leverage money. Man, Tracy, so, that was a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tracy's the friend I go to when I want to know, like. Yo, I'm doing this and I'm kind of ashamed of it, but I feel like you know the answer. Like, you know, you're really good with, what is it, M-E-R? Yeah, yeah, yes. okay. Yes, I mean, yes. The MER, she's like, mm. I'm like, marketing, you know, efficiency ratio, she's like, mm, kind of wrong. What does it yep. stand for again? Uh, marketing efficiency ratio. I think That's before it. I said I had the wrong R before. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> Tracy be keeping me together, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm the analytical mind, you're the creative, let's go get it, let's blow it up mind. Like, you keep me from being too risk averse, which I appreciate. 
I think we need it's it, a balance. It's a balance. You For know, sure. I'm the friend who be burning money and you're the friend who be saving money. And... You don't want me blowing up your brand. I'm yeah. the one over here playing the same. But listen, we, we make Girl, a good I'm balance. Just, I love a risky life. Okay. I love a risky life. I love it. So, all right. So we launched, we finally can do a marketing mm-hmm. campaign. This is 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what? So you, and then, oh, you, you when, when is the next check that comes after that? Like, what yeah. did you get to in sales? Like, you know, yep. yeah. So we did, uh, I had one investor that I just asked, like, invest 2000 but I'm going to get $8,000 worth of value from you teaching me Facebook ads. So I went to his office down in Jonesboro a few times, eight-hour days, figuring that out. Grew to 329k, kind of the last four months of that year, which mm-hmm. was great. Then the next bit of money came from Collab Capital. So at the point that I started getting that traction, I was getting to thirty, forty thousand dollars a month in sales. And then I got a call from Good Morning America to come for um, uh, their Women's History Month right okay. before the pandemic hit. And I had been having a conversation with Collab Capital. They were like, your model works for us. They have a space model where you can do a profit share or you can do equity, which was a novel thing. And so I was having that conversation, got the call. They rushed the investment. I got half a million dollars March of 2020. Mm. But it was really because that last year I started to see real numbers. We were seeing a CAC of $12. I miss the days. days. (laughs) All the days. Yes. I mean, and it, it was great. So that way. You know, you have to show investors that. Like, you got to – I had the angels believe in you before you get the real traction, but then you've got to kind of show and prove, and they were able to justify getting me half a million to really grow tremendously in that year. So we did $2.2 million 2020, but 329 the the year before, which was a big jump for us and because we got that capital in. And how much have you raised, like, in total? Uh, 1.5 equity and another 1.2 in debt and okay. kind of secondary sale. You've come so far with so little capital. Like yeah. people, people hear like million dollar this, million dollar that, but they don't understand that like, it's like, that's like nothing. Like oh, when it, it comes yeah. to funding your business and yeah. you're like talking venture, you're talking mm-hmm. people like, um, away, you know, who yes. raised hundred plus million dollars. We're talking about, and I'm talking about away, like the suitcase. So we're talking yeah. about, yeah. um, what was the purple mattress company? They had like, um, purple, I think it is. purple. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What they raised like hundreds oh, of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So when we be like making it work, we be like with, on one or two million dollars, like rubbing two nickels together. Yes. Literally. Um, and I mean, even some of the, I used to watch Shark Tank and people were like, oh, you know, we did $10 million. So like, how much you make on that? Nothing. And then how much you raised like 6 million, like you raised 6 million. You made 10, like, how does that make sense? But you were able to burn so much. Like, you basically bought your growth. Yes. You yes. didn't really generate that yes. growth. Yes. Right? So. And and it's so crazy because, like, they will expect us to have, why aren't you growing faster? Yeah. Well, I would have more money. Like, if I had more money, I would be growing faster. I was asked by one of, and I'm not going to mention her name, one of the biggest CEOs today, right? And she asked me that exact question. Now, mind you, she's done. She just hit a billion-dollar valuation. Awesome. Mm. But she had raised, like, $80 million and is about to raise another forty, mm. right? But she only, like, kind of 2x her capital in, in revenue the exactly. previous year. Exactly. And I'm like, so if I 3x my capital and I had the same amount, I'd be bigger than you, possibly. But you're, you're asking me about growing faster when you have – and you also have – a really big influencer behind you. So I hope I'm not giving too many clues, but that's like, that was really kind of disheartening to hear. Cause I'm like, I could have raised more. I could have tried to grow faster, but I was also in my learning phase too. And I knew that. Yeah. So I was okay with raising less 
being able to leverage it. And now I have more offers for capital that won't even require equity. I can do debt funding now. I can do growth financing now that I couldn't do before, but that was because I didn't necessarily like push all of the, the revenue into vanity metrics mm. just to be able to kind like of get me to girl. this point. No, no. <laughs> you are growing a real business though. Like I think the people that do that, they're like, creating these uh, headlines, but they don't have a real community. They're not solving mm. a real problem in the market. They're kind of the cool thing for Instagram today or the cool thing in you know comparison to Fashion Nova or whatever. It's like, is that really the lasting brand? Is that what the Procter & Gamble's really kind of built their following off of? That's not the type of model I was going after. And you know what, what's really interesting to me? We have to work so hard for the little money that we get, yeah. and we never get it all together. Yeah, and if you don't get all the money out, at yeah. once, and you're That's having tough. to do a little bit here and then a little bit there, it's like I can never do the thing, right? Like yes. I can never do the big retail order because you only gave me half the capital. So yes. I have to ask for a smaller amount, or yes. I have to, I'm not able to hire people I need to hire. That would have made me more money yesterday yep. because yep. I have to, oh, I got to space out what I can hire. It's, it's, and it's the, so exhausting. The really bad thing, too, is you have to mash the gas, mash the brakes. Master ass, like if I had gotten a million, say in 2020, right, it would have been crazy. But I also, and this is no knock to any VC, because I think for a lot of our community, it's the first time that they're writing million dollar checks potentially, right? Yeah. But there was not an understanding of what scaling an e-commerce business would look like. So there were points where they were like, "Oh, we don't know if you need more cash right now, because why are you running out?" Whereas Later stage uh, VCs that I talked to later, they're like, why didn't they give you another million dollars? Oh, my God. Look at your. So, you know what I mean? But we didn't understand that. And if you haven't been, if you don't have investors, which is important, I think, to have investors that have a background in the type of business that you want to scale so that they could tell you like, hey, you may think you're failing, but actually you're, you got metrics better than some of these top other e-commerce actually, businesses. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Tracy, we need to like launch a fund after we, you know, you know, that's what's happening. <laughs> I mean, you need to work together. Okay. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. What are, what is an unpopular opinion you have about venture funding, entrepreneurship you pick? Uh, unpopular opinion. Mm, this is where I think we debate. <laughs> I believe in raising enough until you know you can leverage it for profitable growth. Um, mm. I find, and one of the mistakes I feel like I made, I raised, and a lot of that was spent on inventory, right? A lot of that was spent on the learning phase, which was necessary. But I also feel like I'm kind of glad I didn't. I'm, I'm glad I went slower because I think, not I think, I know now that what I bring in in capital, I know exactly what it's going to turn into. I can forecast it for two years out. I know what the return is going to be. I know I know what my ops are going to be at that level. I, I just So I feel better about it, and I feel like because a lot of the bets we have, like meaning VCs taking bets on us, is a rare thing. And it's like if we don't show and prove on it, mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of not good for the next group that needs to get that capital. And, and for my VCs, Arian and Jewel, like they need to be able to say, look, when we invest in a Tracy, this is what happens. So I guess my unpopular opinion is I do think there's value in getting more money sooner, but unless you, and it's like you're also one of the ones that's super in the weeds like me, whereas you really understand your business. A lot of folks, I, I, I am like this because I had to be. <laughs> so <laughs> if I didn't know my numbers, I was going to die, basically. Mm, the business was going to die. Yeah. So I do think it's important that you get to a point where you're so, so, so sure about the return you can get so that when you get to those phases, you're able to really leverage the capital and not kind of blow the opportunity to get the capital and then feel like, oh, now my board, you know, 
I work for my board now, or now, you know, I, I can't necessarily grow like I want to because I haven't figured all those things out before I got the capital. Yeah, we definitely have different philosophies. I definitely just be like, mm-hmm. raise Go revenue, for it. raise revenue, <laughs> figure, you know, and when, until you get to that, whatever that event is, yeah. IPO or selling or whatever that might be. But yeah. cool. But also, I think it depends on what your outcome what the outcome is that you want, right? Yeah. Like you want to engage your community. You want to build a really big business. Yeah. And you even asked me, you're like, Tracy, how many more years do you have in you? I was like, mm-hmm, five, seven. <laughs> you were like, okay, well, that's good. That's why you can go a little slower. I have this much time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the outcome I want for my investors. Here's what I'm, so that influences why you need to, you do need to go big. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, last question. Okay. Um, and you might feel like this is the same thing, but okay. any myths? Things mm. that people tell you, everybody else believes. I mean, I know unpopular opinion is unpopular, but like sometimes it's a myth. You're like, no, this is a fact. This is that is not true. People are wrong, and it's not an opinion. Mm. I think that the people think it's a myth that if you raise a lot of VC capital, that you really do like lose control of your business. I think people hear that and it goes in one ear and out the other. It's like. You really do. You really can. <laughs> they can fire you. That's not just in the, you know, later phases of some big tech company. Like, that can happen now. And I think it's, uh, yeah, I think that's the myth. Like, the fiduciary duty you have towards a board, the the things that you have to now become, right, in terms of how you manage, really does change the more that you raise. And people think it's all good. They also think that you have liquid cash. Like, they think you're rich if you raise $10 million. Uh, no, in no, fact, ma'am. in fact, I have more of an obligation now to be lean and make sure they get their return. So it's those things I think are, you know, get, get over people's head. And I'm like, no, you have to know that. And you have to know what kind of business you want to run. If you don't want to run that kind of business, don't raise a ton of capital. Yeah. Okay. Tracy, is there anything you want to leave the people with? Any advice, something yeah. that's on your heart, you know, <laughs> testimony? No, I'm kidding. You know, <laughs> what? I'm super glad you are doing this because I feel like I wish I had a you early on and I'm grateful to have you now because there have been so many. I've called Kim at a midnight hour and been like, girl, I don't know about tomorrow. And so I, I appreciate you. And what I'd be this. like, I'd be like, girl, me neither. <laughs> I don't even love both, bro. We just have different ends, you know, whatever. Yeah. I just want, I want people to know that this is not a cakewalk. But it's a worthwhile journey. And I think the fact that we are doing something that hasn't been done before, building brands that are at a national level, like that's so important. And so thank you to you, right? And for anybody that has a product idea, if you have something on your heart that you feel like you're supposed to bring to the world, please, please know that it is possible to do it. I get asked so many times like, oh, well, it was only because of this that you got this done or only because of this that you knew Jewel and got investment. I feel like if you get started and do all you can, you will literally have the people show up on the journey. I had none of this figured out. I didn't know I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know how to do marketing. I didn't know none of this stuff. But I feel like the people that were necessary to come on the journey showed up when I decided I was going after it. So I just encourage anybody that if that's on your heart to do, go for it. It, it can happen. And uh, <laughs> even when it looks grim, we oh figure it out, gosh. don't we, Kim? We you figure it out. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find you, Tracy. Yeah, so you can find me at Tracy Pickett ESQ um, on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. And, of course, at Hairbrella on all the platforms. Mm, cheers. Cheers, friends. More rounds. More rounds. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you for watching More Rounds with Kim Lewis. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.